All right, this is the third episode with Luis. He's a musician from Sacramento. He started off as a R&B singer then went in a different direction as his music grew. So, if you want to know about more, if you want to know more about Luis, jeez, I can't even talk, then um listen to this podcast, get to know him more as more than a person, his spirituality and his uh, adversities that he went through. So uh, with that being said, uh, this episode is about Luis. This podcast is also brought to you by uh, my own apparel brand, my Sacramento Greatness brand. Uh, you could look that up on Instagram on Greatness Lifestyle. Everything's up there if you want to support the podcast. Uh, buy uh, some apparel. Help me out and um, we'll keep this train moving. Sacramento Greatness Podcast, and we got uh, Luis, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, man. And uh, give a background check. Um, we just actually met at um, at one of the events that Josh had. Yeah. And it was Shine Cafe. Hell yeah. I don't actually know what happened at the end, mm -hmm. like how it was, because I was actually outside. Gotcha, gotcha. But you performed, right? Like yeah, last yeah. second or something like yeah, that? That's Josh was telling me. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. performed like last second or something. Because we started late. Yeah. I think it was like Filipino time and shit. I was talking to him, I was like, because it was like 8.30. Yeah. And was, I was just like, yo, man, yeah, we started or some shit? I actually don't know why we started late. Yeah. Because I spoke to I an audio either. guy, uh -huh. and he said everything was ready to drop. Really? I yeah, know. I don't know. It started a little later, and then um, and then it just you know the acts started kind of overlapping each other, and so by the time sure. I was, it was my turn to go up. It yeah. was already kind of like eleven, eleven thirty, yeah. and so the shine. I think they closed at eleven, so they were like, "Hey, like we can't have yeah, you guys yeah. that much longer." So I understand. It was it was honestly a, a huge uh, learning experience. So I'm not yeah, like yeah. even mad. Like um, I had some friends of mine that were like mad, but I was like, "Bro, like it's cool. Like this comes with yeah, the territory. I have to learn how to also like maneuver through these kind yeah, of situations." So it was. It was nonetheless. I still appreciated the opportunity, like yeah. everybody that came out, like and yeah. and while we're on that note, I'm actually doing another show next week. Oh bro. shit, where? At? Uh, it's at Momo Lounge. It's, oh, I know. It's hosted oh, yeah, by Reach yeah. Reach Out, like their Instagram. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay, okay. I don't know them. Uh, like I haven't met okay. them personally yet, uh, but on the day of the show, I'm gonna meet like the the, oh, the guys dude, behind crazy. that. Um, so, I'm, but I'm really excited because it's a more intimate show, and I heard the the venue there is a little like it's it's more intimate, like more uh, yeah, yeah, smaller, yeah. and then um. Um, there's like less acts too, so How there's only people? like five of us, I think. Oh, so that's gonna be really good. dope. Yeah. Yeah, cause like what happened? Uh, okay, so like when Josh was telling me about, so we had this like meeting like in January or December of last mm. year. He's Word. like, yo, I want to oh, have damn. a show. And I was like, okay, what kind of uh, like what do you do? And he's yeah. like, I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, I'm an artist, man. We, there's something in Sacramento called Second Saturdays. You want to be a part of it? He goes, yeah. And then it just so happened one guy that was there at the meeting, mm -hmm. he knew the. Uh, the manager at Shine. At Shine? Oh, wow. And he's like, yo, you should hit him up. And we were like, I already did. Like, cause I, cause you could fill it out online. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, they never even got back to me. Blah, blah. But then that's like, that's the amateur. Yeah. The pro is like the guy who's there at Shine. Look, hey man, where's your manager at? Is it cool if I talk to him? Oh, like, okay. if you want something like, you gotta go get it. Oh yeah. Emails like, that's, that's not, point. like if someone wants to yeah. collab with you and they email you yeah, versus yeah, someone yeah. who shows up at the door like, yo man, no, I'm real. here. I got my shit. We can listen to it now, right? So then that's what, um, it was funny because we went out for like, I forgot what uh, holiday, it might have been St. Patrick's Day. We went out mm -hmm. and we ended up meeting up with the, uh, one, one of our guys. friends mm -hmm. and he was there, the manager. Wow. And then he was <laughs> just crazy. like uh, talking to him. We were just uh, chilling 
and he was just uh, telling uh, him about music, and he was like, oh, you thought about performing? He's like, yeah, I'm trying to do it at Shine. He was like, yo, man, I'm the manager. And then, <laughs> and then so they kind of linked up. and Bro, then um, the stars just aligned that night. Yeah, and then it was just like, wow. yo, man, it's going to happen. And then, yeah. But, you know, when people say, I got you, mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, are you really going to come yeah, through? Yeah, yeah. And long story short, it worked out. And then the hard part was, I think, connecting everybody. Because, like, I mean, I'm not even a performing artist, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm just an artist, like a painter. Yeah. And then... And then you have comedy, you have magic, and I, I th- as far as I know, when you're like in comedy, when you're on your flow state, mm-hmm. you kind of just keep going, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't and you're stop. not even looking at time though, but you forget that like, yeah, you know, people gotta go up too, fool. Yeah. But I think when you you're in state, you don't even think of, I don't even think you're thinking of time. Like when yeah. you perform, are you thinking about time? Uh, me personally, I I, I kind of go in there with almost like an itinerary in my head. I'm gonna do so these you songs. Know. Like yeah, I have like ah, a, in my head, okay, but okay. yeah, for I can definitely uh, assume like. With different uh, talents like like yeah, comedy, yeah. you know what I mean. That's a whole different like just element, you know. What I mean, you're you're up there and it feels yeah. completely different what you're doing for versus yeah. performing a song that you've been rehearsing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like comedy, like some of it is improv or live, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like, I think they're like, too. Like yeah. like if something's funny in the crowd too, and they're, they're catching yeah, on, they catch on, and, and then they go, go back to it. the set. They're like three three minutes over, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that makes sense, yeah, I man. Think that's probably what happened. That uh, and then just like I said, everything was just kind of overlapping. But. Yeah, that was my first time ever being a part of something like that, mm-hmm. where it was just like a mixture. And I was just like, magic? Really? Where'd you find this dude? <laughs> and then he went up there. He was doing his thing. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I see it. And then um, they had different things going on. And uh, some of my friends, they came. Because they got kids and shit. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, man, uh, we're going to come through. Some of them came like early, like 630. Because yeah. they can't really be around. Like, I guess that crowd is so loud. And yeah. people drink. And they had like babies and infants. Oh, yeah. So I was Makes like, sense. yeah, it's cool. I understand. Um, and they're not used to that demographic. You know of what course. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you've never been to downtown, it's a little different. And I thought, mm-hmm. as far as I know, I think there was a fight outside. They were talking Supposedly, about it. Supposedly, yes. Some two I, guys. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. I'm a homie said he did. I guess there okay. was inside. Two guys bumped into each other. Oh, and, I saw that. Okay, long story. And I guess that those were the guys that ended up fighting or went uh, outside. I don't okay, know, okay. Bro. So what? One, one is like a regular because I was talking to him oh, and he was okay. trying to give me some weed. And then I hooked him up with my friend. They were smoking. And then he has a girlfriend. Uh, and the dude was hitting on her, oh God. but he uh, he didn't know that it was a uh, what's it called? That was his girl. Uh, that was his girl. <laughs> and then he went up to him and said, "Hey, this is my girl." But he was so aggressive with it. The dude was like, "Yo, chill, man. I didn't know." And then he was so aggressive. He's like, "All right, bro, you really want to go there?" And oh, then that's damn. when, and then that's what happened. I was because I was watching it right yeah. when it happened. I was like, "This dude's about to go." Oh, but he, they were yeah. all so drunk. But when you're drunk and high, oh yeah, you're kind of just like. So, I guess your testosterone goes so up. Wait, like, I could fight anybody. You know so before that whole happened, they were cool. Like they were, they were. Like, Everyone was just cool were, that oh, night. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they and were like that. really shit faced drunk. Okay. So and you know how it is when you're like drunk and then like there's a crowd, the crowd oh, mentality yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, man, that was that was a that was a, no, that was a cool night, man. And then um, you guys performed, and then I was just like, yo, man, I didn't even know. I thought it was done already. Yeah. And then uh, you guys perform. How many songs did you guys perform? Man, I had five lined up, bro. Like I had a full like twenty minute yeah. set ready to go. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I was only able to do one—the one with the lie, Alpha Bliss. Um, yeah, one. Yeah, Out one song. Five. And then uh, prior to that, while I was working through the technical yeah. difficulties because the mic wasn't working, the sound. Yeah. Um, I just ended up doing like a verse acapella, like just uh, just to like yeah. kind of entertain the time and just to. I don't know. It was it was interesting because I'm still like learning how to like you know stage presence, how to really be up there and entertain yeah. a crowd, and just learn how to feed off the energy and, and reciprocate that energy back. And so that night was really helpful because even though like despite all the like you know yeah. like like difficulties and everything, like I still was like determined to like 
try and like have fun, bro, and like really just try and give and you know put that energy out. And I think I did, man. And so I'm really excited for this next one because like I'm nervous, but I'm also excited. Yeah. Like I'm happy because like my mom's going. Like yeah. I'm gonna have my homies go. Like that's always it's gonna be dope, man. You need mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. How many times have you have you always performed live, like in front of a crowd? So 2016 was my first time really performing live, um, and it was when I first dropped my first project. Um, that when I started taking the series it's called This Time Around, and oh, so okay, okay. 2016 was my first time. 2017, I took the whole year kind of off just to do a lot of soul searching and really just grow internally and try and figure out like what the hell I'm really doing in my life if I'm really gonna push music or not. Like, I'm what actually am I in doing? that. Party really? Really? Yeah, figure it's up now. But yeah, yeah, yeah man. Continue. I feel that. And so, yeah, so 2018, this year, we, we've been pushing really hard. We've been, uh, our goal was four projects this year. We've done three, though, so far. So we're actually working on the last one. It's going to be out oh, December. Shit. December 15, it's called The Sun and the Moon. Damn. Yeah, bro, so that's the last one for this year. But yeah, this year, actually, I've done the most performances I've, I've ever done in my life. I did, probably been on stage about five, six times, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it is Preparation, kind of a lot. Preparation, though, was... The yeah. time where it took all that time to get up there. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's still kind of recent, yeah, 2016. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah, too yeah. far out. Yeah, definitely, bro. So how was it when you first, your first Man, time so, ever? Were you nervous I will never forget it, bro. <laughs> never forget it. I had all my friends, family. Yeah, it was so yeah. dope, man. I was ready. But prior to that, I remember... Uh, I had joked around with my homegirl, and she was like, hey, whenever you do your first shot, I'm going to buy you a bottle of Hennessy. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. She really did. Uh, and so I had some yeah. shots, and so I was fucking, I was a little oh, buzzed, shit. like, by the time I went up there. Yeah, yeah. And so I was, like, kind of, like, slurring. You could tell, like, yeah, I was just yeah, hella was cheesy, like, yeah. just the whole time. But it was fun, you know what I mean? I messed up maybe a few times, which yeah. was, like, that's, I think, my biggest fear, messing up, because I just, like... I want to go up there and just kill it, but yeah, you know I have to understand so though, like right? yeah, in front of a crowd. exactly, bro. Way different, bro. Like versus yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you know, just your homie, you're just rapping to him versus a bunch of people. Like, and I'm a very like closed off. Uh, just I just like to. Uh, I'm not a big center of attention type of guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's ironic, right? Because you're an artist, you kind of have to fill in those shoes. Definitely, and, definitely. Yeah. So I'm learning the balance, you know, those two. But um, yeah, it was still it was still a fun experience. Uh, I'll never forget it. Yeah, <laughs> that's buzzed. great. How many? How big was the crowd? Uh, it was, bro, honestly, like, the people, like, like in that in that room, like, 75% of them were there for me, so it was really dope. Like, okay. I had, like, a good, like, 30 people, maybe, so, like, oh, okay. it might not sound like a lot, but it is a lot yeah. when they're actually there in front of you, you're like, yeah. oh, damn, like, and everybody's just turning up with you, so I was like, man, it's fun. Like, it, it was fun. Yeah. Like, the first time I ever stood in front of a crowd and had to do something I was not used to was, like, 2014. Mm. I uh, I did stand-up comedy for the first time. Damn, bro. <laughs> I, was fucking, I, I was so scared. Yeah. And, like, I've done a lot of adrenaline things, like the bungee jumping, the skydiving. Never done that. I just did something called wing walking. I don't know if you ever saw wing that. Wing walking, I, I stood on top of a Holy plane shit. at 3,000 feet in the air. Yeah, bro. man. And That's a thing? compares to, like, standing in front of a crowd. It's so... <laughs> I don't know how to explain Because, yeah. okay, so, like, a couple weeks ago, I hit up my brother. I was like, yo, man, I found this uh, crazy-ass adventure dog in Seattle. And he was like, what is it? I was like, you go in a plane... And there's a guy flying, it's just you and him, and he flies you up to 3,000 feet in the air, right? It's like high as fuck. And then right when he gives you the thumbs up, you climb out of the fucking cockpit and stand on top of the plane. Bro, <laughs> do you feet. have safety like harness? You do have, you do have a harness, but um, anything That's can happen. still fucking, yeah. yeah. So you go up there, then you strap in, yeah. and then he just fucking does all this crazy shit. Damn. It's fucking wild, yeah, man. And then uh, I was like, "Has anyone died in this?" They were like, "No, no one has ever died." Recently, a rapper from Canada died. Doing that? Uh, two weeks ago. Doing that? Yeah, uh, he tried to make a music video on the side of an airplane holding on. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, the, dog. If what? you ever look it up, it's a Canadian rapper, some white guy. Only some white guy ever gonna fucking try to stand on top of a fucking <laughs> plane, right? See, I was harnessed in when I did mine. Yeah. This fool went up there, went on the side of the wing. 
But that pilot's not used to that. And so they said they had a malfunction with the plane, so it went down. So as oh. he's making a music video, oh. the, he fell off the plane, and his parachute didn't come out. Dude, so that's, that's, how he died. that's tragic. Holy shit. Yeah, What's his name? man. I don't know, but if you look up Canadian rap artists, he's famous on YouTube. So if you ever, uh, like, oh. if you look him up on YouTube right now, you can probably find him. And, uh, yeah, it shows him videos doing skydives. So he's an actual skydiver yeah. and a rapper. I don't know if he has <laughs> his full-time Damn. job yet. And then he just decided to go crazy with the music video. It just went too crazy. Damn. But I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. Like, he's always thinking like an artist pushing the limit. Yeah, that, that's and definitely if, pushing if the limit. if you're an artist, right, and you happen to be a skydiver, you're like, I'm going to push it to the yeah, furthest yeah, limit. Yeah. Took it too far, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it, I think it's that same mentality, though, of like going hard at night when everyone's sleeping and you're working hard. Yeah. He's like, yo, no one's ever done this. I'm going to be the first. And he just fell to his own demise. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think when you're trying to push work, to him, this is kind of normal, though, skydiving, right? Yeah. Like, he's up in the air doing his thing, and I just think shit happens. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I think things happen too. I think when you shoot music videos too, oh, yeah. especially with like cops and things oh, yeah. happening, oh, yeah, like yeah. fights break out or people show up who are like, yeah, bad. Yeah, anything can happen, unexpected. right? And it's happened in the past, but this dude just went to another level. But, anyways, yeah, so we did yeah. that. So the most scariest thing I've ever done is gone in front of a crowd, like sweaty palms, <laughs> like palms, yeah. and like my Nothing underwear, was... dog, was sweating. Yeah. And then I went after some <laughs> dude who, who sounded like Chris Rock, but Bob, he did not sound like he wasn't good as Chris Rock. And then, um, so my mind was like, I had a five minute set. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done stand up comedy, and when I went up there, I had envision. I had twenty four hours to practice for this thing. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that. But <laughs> I had twenty four hours. I thought the jokes that were in my mind were yeah. gonna be hella funny. Mm-hmm. When I went up there, none of it was fucking funny. <laughs> so the crowd was like, like this, and I was just like, oh shit. But I was telling a story. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, and the thought, what I thought were punchlines were just stories. I had one punchline in five minutes. Ooh. Yeah, and so I learned a valuable lesson about like being in front of a crowd, like composure, mm-hmm. and like, you know how your heart races? Yeah. As far as I know, like when you study um, a sports psychologist, mm-hmm. they say you can actually slow it down mentally. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever uh, research uh, Olympians, yeah, yeah. there's a guy named Dennis Waitley. He's a psychologist, uh, sports psychologist. He helped out uh, Olympic athletes lower their heart rate. Wow. But after you've done it like a thousand times, I'm sure like now when you go on stage, mm-hmm. you're way more comfortable than 2016, right? I'm definitely way more comfortable than I was yeah. then. I'm still especially, nervous, but I'm not as nervous yeah. as I was for sure. And especially if it's your crowd too, right? Like yeah, especially family, with people you know. People, yeah. You're like, yeah, I helps. got this. I'm going to smash yeah. this. But now if it's a thousand people oh, and, you all, and it's like only 70 are your family and friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, that other fucking yeah. 930, that's you kind of got to, yeah. That's a whole other, yeah, that's... That's a different experience. I haven't yeah, had yeah, yet. Man. Not yet. Eventually, though. But I, I think you'll get there. It's just a matter of time. Or yeah. some people say you really don't really um, control your fears, but you control your anxiety. Wow. That you get up there. Like me, I've done hella dangerous shit, but when I was up there, like that my hands were sweating, but I was like, I've done this hella times. Yeah. Like where I, I did this crazy one in Africa where um, Damn, there's bro. a mountain, <laughs> like, like fucking like, man, like maybe a thousand feet or 2,000 feet apart, and there was a metal wire and they hook exactly. a cord on there. No, and you jump off the mountain and you swing. Oh, like this. damn. And then uh, I was scared, but I was like, man, I got this. I've done this hella times. And every time you build up to something more scarier, uh-huh. you get a little bit more confident, right? And that's kind of like how, wow. uh, like, when you, like, look at people who play sports, mm-hmm. like, especially basketball, right? Like, clutch time, right? When there's, like, a couple seconds left and you want, you have to shoot that ball to win the game. Yep. They just, the confidence 
is actually what's going to actually make them clutch. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the thousand shots. The thousand shots got them the confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. to make that actual shot, right? That's and real. it's the same thing, I think, with, like, performance. If it's the thousand, the is, there's a book called um, Outliers, and they study all these people who've done, like, crazy, uh, the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. And they did a study on the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks that the Beatles just like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they just made it. Like, nah, man, they did. So they, they have this equation of 10,000 hours. Mm. Once you've done 10,000, like, if you've done 10,000 hours in this studio, you've somewhat mastered a craft. Yeah. If every time you went in the studio was to perfect your craft. Yeah. If you go in there and bullshit, obviously those 10,000 hours mean nothing, right? Yeah. So they say seven years, 10,000 hours. Wow. Yeah, how long I've have you been that. doing yours? Man, bro, so I started doing music, um, seriously, 2016, but I started okay. music back in high school, around my sophomore year. I started singing, actually, bro. Started singing. Wow. Um, Getting the ladies, bro, huh? Bro, man. Penny shoppers, huh? Honestly, you want to know what it was, bro? <laughs> you want to know what it was? I always tell people this, because I think it's funny. Okay, okay. It was Michael Jackson's Thriller, bro, that really was really? like, I, hit, I, hit, I sang it, and I was like, bro, I can kind of hit this. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, and I just yeah. kept like singing like just different songs. And then uh, from there, like it, it just expanded. And uh, in high school, there was a, a homie of mine, uh, Santiago Moreno. He had a he had a group, uh, Moreno Jam Records. And then he was a singer, and I was like, all right, bro, I'm down. Uh, and so that was my first experience, like in the studio around people that do music. And so from there, it just elevated. Um, I parted ways, and I just started. Uh, eventually, I took it from singing to rapping more. Just yeah. I always loved writing. That was just always something I really liked. Like a lyricist. Yeah, yeah, I was just always passionate about saying something, bro. Like something that meant something to me. Yeah. And also, like you know. Um, those around me, you know what I mean, that yeah, they can yeah. relate to it. Um, and then, uh, and then slowly I started bringing it back to singing. So now I do a little bit of both. Um, huge uh, inspirations and influences for me were probably like you know like J Cole, Kendrick, Drake, like just yeah. the 2009, 2010, 11 era where like those artists, Wale, Big Sean, like yeah, 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 Kid yeah. Cudi, like that. That's when I was like, okay, man. Like Mac Miller, bro. Mac Miller, I used to listen to high school. So it was crazy yeah. when like his passing, man. Like so I was like, wow. This is a trip, bro. Like, um, but yeah, all those artists really inspired, and that's when I started back in high school. But seriously, 2016, when I dropped Man, that project. That's crazy. So you've been going, you've been doing it for how many years now? Like, uh, so when so you I first was, started singing. Yeah, yeah. What year was, was that? I was, uh, man, I was 2008, 2009, bro. Damn. Yeah, around there. So yeah, it's yeah, only. Yeah. But seriously, but I seriously yeah. I, that I still wouldn't count hey, that into my 10,000 hours. I, I took my art seriously, uh, March. Yeah. But I've been doing it for 17 years. Word, okay. But see, those 17 years Word. is not like an accurate depiction of like yeah. co- consistency, right? But then that's what like you kind of need to get better, right? You need to be consistent with time too. Like, yeah. Because sometimes you could be consistent, but a long period of time, mm. and the progression is like slow. Yeah. But it's when you like put in work, like real work, like mm-hmm. endless nights, bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. The progression from that long term is like short now yeah. you're like yeah i got from here to here you know and then you can you also start witnessing the progress like you can hear yeah. you can see the difference you're like, even okay. other people will tell you and other people will tell you yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, when yeah. it feels good because you're like okay cool like there's something different like i'm getting doing something right <laughs> is that what you want to do when you were in high school man like when you graduated yeah. where you were like this is something nah man i mean yes definitely i love music but i was never like i always had one foot in one foot out i was very mm-hmm. like uh, confused i didn't know what the hell i wanted out of life i was still very young um, and so it took me a lot of trial and error, a lot of um, uh, relationship experience like with females, bro, like just to learn, like, bro, I got to buckle down, focus on me, put myself first, love myself first, you know what I mean? Have a plan, have goals, and execute, you know what I mean? And so that's what these last couple years have really, like, been, uh, starting at, I think, like, 23, bro, 22, around 2014. That's when I was like, okay, man, let me, like, work on myself. And so that's when I was like, okay. Uh, and that really is what kind of picked up that momentum. Yeah. Especially this year, man, we've just been trying to just continue it bro we didn't know this was gonna happen at all yeah literally yeah. i kid you not man we like i'm 
my my partner Brian always says like I'm the glue with all of us because I I'm the one that literally connected everybody like them three Hidden Temple films like I, I knew I knew Kellen I knew Pedro I didn't know Edgar I met him through them but I connected them too and they just hit it off and they're they're all three amazing artists bro like they do their thing uh, and then these guys man I met uh, Edwin which is our other partner Jesse our producer he's not here yet he'll be here soon and then Brian us four are the are the owners for the studio and so I'm the one that connected all 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 three of us and That's so crazy. just. This place just kind of came about by accident, to be honest. Uh, we were just, Brian was like trying to get just more equipment for the studio. Yeah. I'm like, bro, we need a place. Before we get equipment, yeah. like, we need a place to put this equipment at and actually work. And so I was like, help me find a place and I'll help get equipment. Because we've already been investing in equipment at that time, but he wanted to do more. And I'm like, bro, chill. Let's, <laughs> let's get yeah. a spot first. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. found a few places one weekend, uh, like around June. We were just like, all right, let's go this Saturday. I'll make appointments. We're going to check these four places out. And this is one of them. Uh, and it just worked out, bro. They loved it because uh, they also were looking for a place, um, Hidden yeah. Temple Films. So they were like, hey, if you guys find something, let me know. If it works, we'll, we'll share the rent. We'll do something. And lo and behold, bro, it worked out. You know what I mean? Crazy, so June, man. we started. That was our first month here, June 15th. We've been here for now going on five months. It's crazy, bro. Damn. That it's went fast, by, right? That went by so fast, yeah. Yeah, especially, like, I think when it's still kind of new, too. Yeah. And then uh, especially when you know it's a grind because, you mm -hmm. know, at the end of the month, you're like, I paid this much. Mm -hmm. What was my output, right? And then, um, oh yeah, bro. Yeah, I think. Uh, did you start off too, like in, in a house? You had the egg cartons on the on the Man, wall, or like you know, those? I gotta give a huge <laughs> fucking thank you to my. Uh, I, he wasn't my high school teacher, yeah. but he was my friend's high teacher, computer teacher, Mr. Akbar. Yeah. Man, he's such an uh, amazing man. And if he sees these man, thank you so much because he's literally <laughs> like his house. He he yeah. was a computer teacher at Grant High School, and uh, he was just everybody knew him. Man, he's so yeah. cool, like such a just good guy. And um, he would invite us over uh, and we would record at his house. He had a studio. And so no we like way. learned how to kind of like maneuver uh, yeah. and we learned how to lay tracks down. And so that was the first like real studio that was OK, like uh, on my own, you know, me with my homie, like like yeah. working out of. Um, and so that's kind of what kickstarted that, bro, out of high school because I didn't have like an official studio of my own. So that was like the first one. And so he showed you the ropes on how to use like a yeah, mixer. Yeah, he showed us how to, like it wasn't the mixer, it was mainly, I think, I forgot what, uh, I think he had Reason or some program for you, oh, which okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had like a piano and he had a mic, he had like just the essentials, you know what I mean? Yeah, Interface. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from there we learned how to like do, you know, maneuver. Oh, we didn't man, know what the hell we were yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of learning as you yeah, go. Yeah, we just learning as we go. And also learning how to like even be better artists as we go because at that time, yeah. bro, like, I didn't know how to really write a well thought of verse or like a well thought of yeah. hook. You know what I mean? Like harmonies, delays, dubs, like everything that you can put into a song, ad libs, like all of that was so new to me. I didn't know what I was really doing. I didn't even yeah. know like what it meant to even have a sound, what it meant to be your own artist, like you know your own content. Like I didn't, I, I didn't know, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that point in time. But as you grow and evolve, that's when you learn all those extra things, and then you start yeah. tailoring your sound and your artistry to, to like what you want it to be like you know that's what i've been working on lately more so my sound and like the direction that i want to go in for yeah musically. i think that's um that's super vital because like i noticed that there's no there's no guidebook how yeah. to become successful music there's people on youtube tell you what how they did it yeah and then there's your situation right oh, yeah and then it's like well my situation is not like yours yeah or like i didn't get lucky or mm -hmm. maybe just... i'm not as good yet yeah. maybe you gotta put more hours in right mm -hmm. And I think the the best way to learn is to do it. Well, big time, bro. And then when you do it, you will learn mm -hmm. from uh, other people. Mm -hmm. That's like, uh, I think um, what they teach in like entrepreneurship is like the best way to learn sometimes is through a mentor. Kind yeah. of like someone to show you, kind of like that teacher, show right? Show you the ropes, yeah. Show you the ropes at the rudimentary stage oh, yeah. and then grow, right? Yeah. And then when you grow, you'll notice other people on that level. Mm -hmm. And then they'll tell you something and be like, that oh you didn't shit. Know. Yeah, like, yeah, and then you just keep stacking yeah. up, right? That's one thing I've noticed, bro. It's, it's, it's very helpful communicating and not um 
keeping to yourself as, as an artist it's good to expand and meet new artists and allow input from them you know feedback like that'll help you um re like um you know what i mean reanalyze your sound and like, okay i see yeah. what he means by that or like you know just something that you might not see in your perspective they'll tell you, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, so it's yeah. good and then you can use people that you meet along the way as like just help or just like you'll become really good friends bro alpha bliss a liar bro introduced me to his homies and now we're just all brothers man like these yeah, guys are amazing yeah. you know what i mean they come here all the time and it's just dope uh all the people that i have met along the way doing this bro that i never would have thought i'd you know what i mean be like aside from music friends with you know what i mean like so that's really dope bro it's really dope just to know that's people crazy. that are in the same field and that yeah. can that are also just inspired as you to do what you're trying to do you know what high school did you go to i went to grant bro so i went to grant oh, high okay, school okay. And then uh, my last senior year, I uh, I transferred over to Natomas, and I graduated in Natomas. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So you're used to uh, that area? Where yeah, the North, okay, okay. North Seg is where I was raised, yeah, ah, off, okay. off of Norwood and Las Palmas, bro. Ah, so okay. I, was, I was on Norwood, like, my whole life, and then yeah. I moved to Davis for one year with my mama Davis, back in, like, 2014, yeah. and then uh, and then uh, West Sac in 2015. I've been in West okay. Sac since. I, yeah, I, li I lived West in West Sac cool. the beginning of the year for, like, two months. Okay. In a nice part, yeah. like they just gentrified it, they made it nice. <laughs> right over the Tower Bridge, there's a new apartment to the right. You know, Rayleigh Fields. Oh, left? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those yeah, yeah. capital yards. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. But then, right when you pass that, it turns into yeah, something else, right? Like yeah, the motels and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I grew up actually in South Sac. I grew up Word. off of uh, I don't know if you know Back Road Power Inn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I work on Power Inn and Fruit Roots, so I'm understanding oh, okay, South okay. Sac a yeah, little yeah, more yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's where I grew up more on like LC Power Inn, Back Road, that area. Okay. I went to Florin. Word. Okay. Yeah, but my time, it was a little different. Like, the internet was kind of just starting. Yeah. Not just starting, but um, Instagram wasn't there. Yeah. I think, uh, well, no, Facebook wasn't there. MySpace. Yeah. But this wasn't, like, how we see it today. Oh, yeah. No, like, the too. integration of, like, instant access to anyone in the world at any time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people could know what we're doing right now mm -hmm. if we posted it. Or we could know what... Some famous celebrities, yeah. and that mm -hmm. wasn't there back then. No, so, right. like, instant access to like motivation and inspiration to do something, mm -hmm. it's at the tip of your fingers, man. Yeah, like, that's, that's no, crazy. No. Like, so, like, when I grew up, uh, but I didn't really like try to seek out so much motivation or inspiration. Yeah. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do because my parents um, came from a third world country, mm -hmm. came from the Philippines. And uh, when I was raised, it was kind of like um, school. Yeah, bro. Like, school and hard work. School, hard work, mm -hmm. get a college degree. Yep. Uh, become a really good like the, either doctor, the, lawyer, do whatever. The formula you know, yeah, for yeah. them, yeah, for our parents. Yeah. My mom too, bro. I was I was born in Mexico myself, bro. Ah, okay, so, okay, uh, okay. I came from Mexico, my mom, and that same, bro. Our culture is, is similar with, very with similar. Filipinos, bro. Like yeah, very yeah, yeah. just like, um, you know, keep to yourself, work yeah. hard. You know what I mean? Go to school, educate yourself, and then you know what yeah. I mean. Like just that kind of like a formula that they kind of want you to follow, but. Yeah. It's so hard. You know what what do they mean? think when you said you're going to do this? Man, I don't... It's funny. <laughs> you're do so music. I still... I still uh, my mom hasn't even been here yet, bro. Like, I don't... Okay. I, I want to furnish it some more. We want to yeah. still put in, like, a bunch of more stuff on the walls. Uh, get some yeah, more yeah, plants yeah. in here, man. Just get it more alive. Uh, and then I want to invite my mom just so she can check it out. But um, she's always supported me. And she's always been very... Um, She's always just been very encouraging of like, do what you're going to do. But she's always yeah. very like, you know what I mean? Go to school also. But yeah. just school for me, I realized like if I wasn't going to go all in, like I'm just wasting my time doing one class here, one class there. Like I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I need to do it all. And so that's when I finally was like, all right, music, let's, let's do it all. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. look all or nothing basically. I mean, I did that same thing too, you know? Yeah. Because I, I think I was right there with you. Like I was doing, like when you said, you're one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. 
And if you're not thrown in the deep end no. and you're not, you're not fully vested in it, mm-hmm. you're not going to get like the full results you want. Or it's just going to be a long progression over time where it's just like, damn, now, now I have a kid. Now I need yeah. to get married. You're like, shit, this is not the best time to start this. I mean, there's never a good time, yeah. but there's a better time when yeah. you're younger. Yeah, yeah. You're thriving. You're young. You got that. You, you got, got that, that tinder in you. You're mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm going to mm-hmm. smash this. And so like I noticed that as I got older, like in my when I first turned 30, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to figure out what I need to do with my life because mm-hmm. I was just tired of the bullshit, yeah, right? Yeah. But that, that was upon myself, that bullshit that I put on myself. I was like, and then my, my brother's just to graduate from college, and then I, I, um, I'm a college dropout. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, man, like the famous, most famous artists in the world mm-hmm. either dropped out of college mm-hmm. or never went to college. Mm-hmm. So one of the most famous right now, his name is David Cho. He's the guy who made um, $500 million from Facebook. You ever heard about his story? No, I haven't. So he's a graffiti artist. From LA, 500 million, yeah. yeah. And then he went to San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and he was doing street art. And then um, Sean Parker, you know Sean Parker, I have heard of Sean Parker. Yeah. Sean Parker, he's the guy who created Napster. Wow. Yeah. So and I believe he created Spotify too. I'm not okay. sure, but um, but he's the he's the guy who created Napster, mm-hmm. who made free music online before the government stepped in and regulated <laughs> his yeah. ass, right? So um, he actually saw Mark Zuckerberg. Long story short, they connected and said, hey, man, we got to invest in Silicon Valley. Let's start Facebook. So yeah. when they started Facebook, they needed art on the walls, yo. And then they were like, dude, I know this artist. He was a street artist. Brought him in. <clears throat> he started uh, spray painting. 60 grand, right? That was the, the contract. Budget or what? Yep. What happened was he was getting sued from the Napster deal. Like, because he went to court. Because, like, Snoop Dogg, Jay-Z was like, yo, man, you can't just give out our music for free. <laughs> yeah. Right? So he was just like, yo, man, I can't pay you right now. How about I pay you in stocks? And he was like, all right, cool, man. Give me whatever you got right now. Yeah. So he took the stock, Facebook stock. Oh. This is when Facebook was a nobody. Yeah, nothing yet. So then when it went public and then people bought in, like real like billionaires, yeah. investors, he woke oh, up one day, dude. $500 million. He, he said, all right, I think it's time to cash out. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, he, did. he sold some of his shares. He still has some of it now. And as far as I know, he lives like the crazy life. Like he did it all. And then he was like, yo, man, I made it. And he talks about like success. Like he has these uh, solo ranch series where he's talking about like um, the grind when mm-hmm. you're not making it, when you don't got money. And he was like, stop buying all this fancy shit if you don't really got it. He goes, yeah. focus on your craft. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you got to get good at one thing first, then yeah. move forward. Because if you're like trying to get good at like five things, yeah, you're never shit, the progression you. is mm-hmm. so slow, right? But yeah, so that's what he was talking about, like just like sticking to it and then going at it yeah. and going and going and going. And it's a lonely road, man. Yeah. Like fortunately, you got people with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel sorry for myself. Like mine's a very lonely road because I'm kind of by myself doing my own craft. But uh, I'm sure you do it alone too. Like sometimes yeah. like when you're writing oh, yeah, or bro. something, you're like, you're zoned There's in always those, yeah. and you're going for it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, is that something like you had to acclimate to? Because mm. some people... Well, I would say the majority of people who are in a creative field, mm-hmm. they're lazy. Mm. Like compared to people yeah. who've like, like put in the time. Yeah, like the people, yeah. if you ask anyone that's actually made it successfully, 
the, it's the time. You yeah. gotta put in the time. Oh yeah, man. How did you uh, do that man. when you first started? Cause I know it wasn't easy. Like, yeah, yeah I'm putting no, no, eight no. hours straight. You know. My biggest, my biggest vice, bro, was taking it back to what I said uh, earlier, bro, was self love, understanding that I needed to put myself first, and I was always a big just relationship guy, man. I had two really long relationships, both mm-hmm. three years back to back. Yeah, yeah. And so essentially, bro, throughout those those relationships, I never like I was always one foot in, one foot out of music, and I was still also just. A young guy, man. I didn't know what I wanted out of life. I didn't know that I want. I, I knew I loved music and I knew I loved creating, but I was always uh, just very hesitant. Like, uh, am I really good at this? Am I really? Do I really want to be on stage in front of people? Like, am I? I'm not, because I've never been like I said that center of attention guy. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more better at one on one or maybe two people, but a crowd. Like, I was like, damn, can I do that? You know what I mean? So, um, it all just kind of developed. It's so crazy in retrospect. You know, it just kind of developed um, at a, at it at the perfect time like I, I back then i wasn't ready like if i would have tried to perform and do all this and create the songs that i'm creating now at this day and age where like my mind is at versus then like it just it wasn't meant to be at that time you yeah. know what i mean so for timing me is everything, right? bro timing is is essential I mean, bro you know, like, especially if you uh like see it in a spiritual way yeah if I'm, you're deep into it yeah, too, bro you're like i'm big on i'm big on reason. i'm big on the universe bro yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know i i used to be in it and i kind of i fall in and out of it mm-hmm. I think so. I, I'm actually just stuck in the grind right now because my Word. life is kind of upside yeah. down sometimes. But that's the time you need it. Yeah. I understand it, but then kind of like what you're saying, like timing is like oh, almost yeah, it's almost everything if yeah. you think about it. If you're at the wrong place at the wrong time, your life is gone. Yeah, bro. Right, and we know people that have been there in the past, right? Yeah. Or we know someone who got locked up. Yeah. They were at the wrong crowd, the yeah. wrong time, the wrong person. They got influenced to do the wrong thing. Yeah, bro. And it's especially so like you know one like, wrong decision, bro. Like, yeah, it. and sometimes it's just like you're just around the wrong people. Yeah. But sometimes those wrong people can actually be good in your life too, right? Yeah. So it's kind of Teach that you. balance. Like, damn, I really like this person. Bro. Like, sometimes we have best friends from like what elementary school, yeah. middle school, or like high school. These are your homies, but you know they're not headed in the right yeah. direction. And you know it's just a distraction. You know? Yeah. Sometimes and, like you're just rather get higher drink yeah. instead of being working on your craft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that, like the biggest um, adversity or hardship, like balancing the relationship side, Man. and then that that part um, of like music. Yeah. No, for me it was more. Um, one thing, uh, with the with, it, with while you're, it's crazy, man. Like I'm 25 now, but so yeah. from you know 20 to 25, man, these five years have been crazy, bro. Like you know, you you think at an early age, like well, I'm gonna be at this part when I'm 25, I'm gonna be doing this by this time. Like it, it's never plays out how you think it's gonna go, bro. <laughs> I thought I was gonna and have kids, yeah. bro. Same. I used to think I was gonna have kids. Yeah, at 25, age, I thought I was gonna have kids, bro. Yeah. I, I was, I thought I was gonna have, by 18 or 19, I was like, I'm gonna have kids by 23, 24. Yeah, I'm like, what yeah, the fuck yeah, am I yeah, thinking, yeah. bro? Like. That didn't happen, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But um, more so, it was just very internal. My my adversity was always internal. Very, like, like I had to always look within, and I was always ignoring that. I was always ignoring my intuition. I was always ignoring, like, I knew what I needed to do, bro. Like, I knew, like, the steps that I needed to take to, to just work on myself and to yeah. stop repeating negative habits. That was always my biggest thing, just, you know what I mean? Spending time staying out late, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Underground just too. saying yes yeah. to everybody. Hey, let's go here, let's go yeah. here. And I'm like, yeah, like, I was always just, like, I, I never, I was always... Yeah. I felt bad saying no, you know what I mean? I didn't want people to think like, oh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You're too cool or you don't want to hang out. That's not it, you know what I mean? It's just like, so you know what I mean? It took me like, uh, like I had to learn that. And so it took a while, but yeah, man, 23, 24, I was fucking like just all over the place mentally, bro. Very like uh, unsure of a lot of things. And so I realized though, man, like building what we're building, this foundation is the hardest part. And so, but it starts with discipline and it starts with like building that momentum. It starts with building, you know, yourself, you know, and once you start feeling like, oh shit, I have something, I have something I'm standing on. You, you're kind of, you feel proud of that. You know, I did that. You know what I mean? So, like 
working out, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, literally, yeah. you can relate a lot of life lessons to just working out. Yeah. If you're physical, like body, you're dieting, you're actually waking yeah. up earlier, you know. Feeling better. Feeling, you know what like, I mean? Even like, spiritually, that goes back to yeah. feeling like the whole mental, mind, body, and yeah. soul thing. Uh, that's what I think I didn't have when I was younger, when I was fighting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one with myself. I mm-hmm. was one physically yeah. with myself. But the whole med, like, if you, if you watch the UFC and boxing and yeah, all that yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. it's a hard mental game. Yeah, yeah. Like, the mental focus of actually, like, honing in. And these guys have marriages and kids and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, world title on the line. And we're talking about, what, 30 million, 40 million yeah. on the line, right? <laughs> and that mental game has got to be, like, yeah. on point, right? Yeah. And then just knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you have one shot this right and then you're you're thinking did i train hard enough that i put in the time it's same thing like dropping an album same yeah. thing with me having an art show yeah like well That's i think true. you can see like a true artist can see how many hours you put in right yeah even if it's not even your genre yeah, you just yeah. know you can tell if, yeah, if yeah. you know music you can listen to it and be like man that's some good shit yeah you like, can just you tell just the know. production the quality of the production yeah. on it yeah definitely. and so like for me i think i noticed that like uh, my one of my uh, struggles i was battling with was with um like depression, because I, I had mm. so many concussions from fighting. Mm. Yeah, and then um, concussions. I had a concussion from football. Damn. I had a concussion. I thought I had like four major concussions. Wow, dude. And then small little ones yeah. here and there. When you're in contact sports, like it's almost inevitable, yeah. right? But um, so I took it upon myself when I spoke to my doctor. He was like, you got to train better. Mm-hmm. Like train better as in like, what do you mean? And he was like, smarter. oh, like smarter, yeah. like with your head. Like, use your head. And he, I was like, what do you mean, man? And he was just like, okay, well, you need to get your diet right. Like, the food you eat reflects, like, some parts of your brain, like your neurotransmitters, wow. how they work, how they fire, yeah. how you, and how you see the world. And I was like, are you sure about it? He goes, yeah. And he goes, like, you need to work <laughs> on your mental state, too, like stress levels. Yeah. Like, how you balance your personal life. Bro. Like, if your relationship is fucked up and say you got... An album to drop in like two months. Bro. Fuck. No, it's not happening, bro. <laughs> Dude, it's right? It's not happening, yeah. Yeah, like, you gotta, like, when you take in negative energy too from like friends, coworkers, family, right? You gotta be zen out. Yeah, bro. And I was just like, I didn't understand that. I was really young, man. I was like, uh, like 19, 20, bro. 21. At that I age, no shit. and no one teaches us. I and this is back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like now, the internet's out. Now we know. Like there's apps about yeah. like meditation. Mm-hmm. So I started yoga. Well, I've been doing yoga since I was like 15, Man, but I've not the meaning. mental part. I've been meaning to get on yoga, bro. Uh, like, okay, physical yeah. and mental yoga. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it for the physical aspects for fighting. Right. Yeah. It made sense. And then, like four years ago, I was like, I was looking at yogis, like mm-hmm. super zen now, like yeah, just monks. The way, yeah. And like you're like, dude, they're really one with earth. Yeah. Like when they're calm. And there could be like a war going on. They're just like super still. Like someone spit on them. I bet you they'd just be like, yeah, man, this guy's having a bad day. It's not going to affect me. I was the opposite. I was just because I kind of grew up in a, I guess, in an environment where I saw violence. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, that was kind of normal. Like, oh, shit, something's going on. And you're not zen out. Like yeah. you're always on your toes. It's kind of like uh, like that. And so it's it's crazy enough to cut you off, bro. It's yeah, crazy but, to think in retrospect, though, because I, I believe we also I was also raised in a similar environment, bro. And it's, it's two with our parents, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I think, like I said, going back, the, our cultures are very similar. Instead of like understanding and acknowledging, hey, this is not normal. Like anxiety, depression, mental mm-hmm. health, like. Those things were never really talked about and in our household, bro. you're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, it's right? just like man up, man yeah, up, and, yeah. and you know, work. You know what I mean? And so now, it definitely, is, we're having more of a more dialogue behind it, which yeah. is very important. But yeah, bro, 
I think that it's that I think has a lot to do with like why we had to go through the experiences yeah. we had to go through to learn them. You know what I mean? And learn okay, yeah, this is not right. Or this is, you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. I just I think about that nowadays, bro. Like damn, like okay, like I see that wasn't right. And so I, I'm like I acknowledge yeah. like current traits that I have. Like why am I like that? Or why do I think like that? And I think okay, it's because of that. Like I see that now. You know what yeah. I mean? But subconsciously, you never notice it until you actually make that effort to yeah. understand yourself. Like every morning, I try to have like positive affirmations of like being just thankful for something yeah. and it sounds kind of weird if people who don't really do it yeah, yeah. No, I don't. do it even mentally or I re- write it down like mm-hmm. in a journal or something I need to do more but of that but I try to just like cause your day sometimes sometimes if your morning's fucked up your whole day's fucked oh, up man. cause you go that negative spiral Bro. anything will tick you off but oh, it's yeah. weird because when you're in the best like say you just everything worked out great in the morning Yeah. you just say you just got hooked up with this girl everything was well <laughs> and all the negative things you're zened out yeah. you're like Oh man, I got speed ticket, but you know what? It's cool, man. I'll take care of that. But when you're in the negative state, you get that negative that that ticket. It's a whole different kind of ticket. Yeah. And then when someone talks shit to you, you're like, if you're in a happy state, you're just like, yeah. man, you got problems, bro. Yeah. But if you're in that negative, combative, aggressive state, and yeah. someone comes at you negative, you're like, man, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why bro. I try to be like, I try to be zen down, but I, I think I'm still like, I need to work on it. And yeah. I think it's like it's almost a, a lifetime goal, right? Oh, yes, bro. Definitely, right? yeah. It's, 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 like, it is it's a, a lifetime goal, bro. Goal, yeah, right? it's not something you're going to get overnight. One thing I learned to acknowledge, too, is like, because I used to get mad at myself. Why am I feeling down? Why am I not grateful? Why am I not appreciative of like where I'm at right now in life? Like, I have a job. I'm paying my bills. Like, my family's healthy. Like, things are going good. But I feel like I just felt bad. And I was like, what the hell is this feeling of depression and anxiety when I shouldn't be feeling it? And I learned to understand that, like, there's going to be those days, regardless of what you want to do, whatever, however you feel like you're controlling your life, there's always going to be those days where just they aren't good as, you know, the prior day that was really great. So I just learned to kind of more accept the moment and actually like soak it in and, and allow myself to feel bad. If I'm feeling bad, I should be, it's, it's okay to feel bad. Yeah. But then also when I'm feeling great, like feel great, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. fucking feel it all the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Monday, this last Monday that just passed, bro, I, was, I usually hate Mondays, bro. But yeah. that Monday, bro, I was just, I felt good, bro. I got there enough rest go. the night before. Um, I was writing while I'm at work. Like that's what I do nowadays at work. I work in a warehouse, and so that's my day job, bro. I'm in a warehouse on a forklift all day, and I just have my phone like in the little pocket right here, just listening to a beat and writing in my head, bro. Like and and that just that like and when I write and when I'm on a stride and I get a lot done, I feel happy. Like oh cool, I feel accomplished. Like, okay, I got that song done, or I'm almost yeah. done with that, and it just makes me feel good. So yeah, Monday was just a great day, bro. And then versus like and that's a hard day to get by too man because Monday's the tough. <laughs> man yeah, bro man, for like the dope. past month or two my mondays were just killing me bro i was just yeah. like man i'm just just under a gray cloud bro every monday yeah, man. but yeah luckily that was good was there any time in your life where it was uh, like the rock bottom man do you have one of those rock bottom where you bro. were like at the very bottom and then it actually did the adverse effect you were like all right mm-hmm. i'm done i've yeah. had it let me think like, i'm gonna actually do something with my life I for sure think, uh, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if I felt rock bottom yet, but I know I felt really close to uh, 2014, bro. I remember uh, yeah. I had a, it was my second long relationship. Like I said, I had two, three, mm-hmm. three year, both of them back to back. And so after that second one, I was like, okay, man, no more relationships. I need to focus on myself. I ended up moving back in with my mom because I had moved out with my ex and so I had my own apartment. I was financially, emotionally, physically, in every way, just shit, bro. Like I, I, in every way, just wrecked. And I moved back in with my mom. Um, and I just, I was like, what do I do? I, I literally was like, what do I do in my life? I, I, I just felt like, where do I start? And uh, what helped me, bro, is uh, uh, I started with my physical like appearance. Like I started working out, started eating better. Yeah. That helped, you know, bring the momentum. But 
that probably was to this day still like the the lowest part um that and around like 2015 for some reason when i was like around 23 24 um i just had this big burden on my shoulder like feeling like i need to i need to be the change for my family i need to i need to help this person out that person like i need to fucking put my mom in the house i need to have her stop working i just i want to save the world i want to change a lot of shit like i was what i was allowing my uh, like around 2015 maybe bro okay yeah 2015 yeah 2015 bro i was just very in my head bro very in my head i didn't know like peace bro i didn't know how to like calm myself you know and actually like in in retrospect thinking now that was just a lot of anxiety and i didn't know what anxiety even meant at that time or depression you know what i mean so like you know what i mean without understanding and having labels on things you just don't even know what you're going through really but that was probably it bro yeah, I went through something similar in 2014. That's why I was asking what year. Mm. I mean, I went to the extreme. I was like, I felt like I needed to actually try to save the world. And I actually did. Word. Not save the world, but I actually went for it. Word. So uh, I went to Africa. I was like, I'm going to change the world, right? They have this. You know what TED Talks are? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so they had a TED Talk about if you can change the world, where do you start? So they have professionals. Oh. 30 economists, 30 professors, and 30, I believe, students. They did a survey. Wow. Where is the best place to change the world? Yeah. There's 10 million problems. If you really write down all the problems in the world, there's people who don't have water, people with diseases, cancer. I mean, think of all the negative yeah. things, right? People just living homeless, right? Yeah. Sacramento alone is hella crazy, right? Animals, bro. Animals, people don't right? think about I think a lot yeah, about Yeah, mental animals, health, bro. like yeah. everything, oh, right? Yeah. And then so like, they actually did a study and they said the best place to start is in um, West, uh, East Africa, in Kenya, where HIV is a uh, really bad really yeah and i was just like hiv because like if you look at humanity as a whole right there's just hell of people dying in africa like we don't know that because yeah. it's not on the social yeah. the mainstream media yeah but when you do research and you look at how many people die not only from uh, uh hiv a lot of people die from fucking mosquitoes i don't know if you're aware of that malaria wow. you know malaria yeah, yeah wow yeah i didn't even wow. like, i didn't think we're of that. talking about millions but see, this is not something we, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. I think it's, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's millions all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, 93% of it or 87% of it is in uh, uh, sub-Saharan Africa. Oh, wow. Like, it's crazy. Just a fucking mosquito killing people. We don't have that here in America. You know what I'm saying? So, I, uh, long story short, I went out there. the climate or what do you think is the cause of that? Like, the, the um, mosquitoes that thrive well, in that environment? It's because, uh, so those mosquitoes, they live in... Um, like wet environments, like okay. uh, places where there's like a, um, like rivers or like puddles of like yeah. like a waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like so where I was, I went to the largest slum in Africa. It's called Kibera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Kenya. It's one square mile, one million people. Wow. No toilets, no showers, no clean water, no pavement roads, no walls. It's all mud. Um, I cried. I've never seen um, that kind of living environment tragedy yeah. in its truest form. Like I saw kids with, uh, you know, stomachs. Yeah. I saw kids with heads. Uh, they have like a, uh, like almost like a, a flesh eating disease. Yeah. Um, the average lifespan, uh, I believe, was um, forty three. One in five kids will not make it to their fifth birthday. I mean, there's no medical. Oh, now there's medical help, but then it's not like the medical help we think of now. So when I went there, my eyes were blown because I was like trying to find myself and I wanted to help the world. So I did all this like HIV clinical stuff, 
and then I ended up, this was on my birthday, May 8th, 2014, I went into the slum and I said, I'm spending the day here. And there's no toilets, the craziest shit you'll ever hear, something called a flying toilet. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's funny and, but not funny, right? So like, there's no toilets, right? So they get a plastic bag, they squat, mm-hmm. they do shit business. in a plastic bag, they tie it and throw, throw it as it. far as away from your house as possible. The craziest shit is, is that everyone's house is about like four feet away so from each other. it's gonna hit somebody. So it's just gonna land somewhere. I thought this was like a myth, like this can't be right and true, right? And then the volunteer was like, nah, I'm serious, bro. I was like, this ain't happening, man. And then I get there, I see it. I pull up my SLR, remember that expensive case? I pull it out, I took a photo of it. But I, I took a photo at the time of a kid who I thought was just squatting. I didn't think he was taking a shit. Yeah. And then at home, I was editing photos, zoomed in, and he's taking a shit in a plastic bag. Yeah. But I couldn't tell because he was so far away. There's no like paved roads. So there's, there's shit everywhere. Everywhere yeah. you go, there's shit. Damn. There's pee, and then there's plastic bags filled with it, right? And I was like, this is one of the worst places I've ever been on top of it. Um, so this was May 8th. Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, a war broke out, and I was there. Whoa. Yeah, so Somalia. You ever heard of the Somalian pi- pirates? I haven't, bro. No, no, no. Okay, there was a famous movie with um, the dude from Forrest Gump. You know Forrest Gump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah, yeah. So they did a famous movie with uh, Somali pirates. Wow. So this is a true story. Somali pirates will take over like one of those big vessel ships. Hella big. Yeah. And they'll either rob them, hold them captive, and then ask for money for ransom. So that was real. Then they started going to other countries. So they went into Kenya, and they started... Um, it, it, this this uh, terrorist group was part of um, a religious thing. So if you weren't Muslim, they would chop off your fingers. Oh, damn. Yeah, your heads, your wow. ears, your eyes, all, all that crazy shit. But that Cinco de Mayo, when I was there, they get bombs, they put them on buses. And they put on buses specifically to drive out the tourists, like me, because the government crash right there's no tourists no money no money crashes right so they specifically were going after um, touristy places so when i was there i'm born in america dog i've never heard a siren ever like a oh yeah like one of those yeah and i was like yo what is that man and then the dude was like the war has begun and i said what war and they were like yo there's a war going on there i said what do you mean they said we've been in war with somalia six months ago so then i spoke to my sister um, her friend from uh, San Diego was shot in the army. I was like, "What?" She was there, or this was six months prior oh, to when I was here, when I was there. Fuck too, and she got shot at the mall. So these dudes, they came in there and just pulled out um, like AKs and ARs, started shooting and just people. Blasting. And then we're talking about a group of people. This isn't one dude. It's all like religious based, right? So then they did that. And so when I was there, dude, I was like crazy because the war is going on. So military's out. Everyone's checking. Dude, I got frisked at a grocery store. Because yeah. you gotta remember, though, I'm not, I'm not black. Yeah. Like my so skin like, color yeah, is like, like what are you doing not, here? Yeah, what are you here? Yeah. You ever feel out of place? Like, yeah. you, I'm sure you, because yeah, yeah. we're immigrants, right? Yeah. So when I was there, we're hell out of place because yeah. everyone's black. So <laughs> like, and then no, everyone's African. That's yeah. what it really is—the politically correct term. Yeah. So me, when I was there, I was, and me, I have tattoos. I look a little bit more. Just like, what are you doing here? And I was just like. Bro, like, this is the poor of the poor, too, where I was at. It's like, dude, I'm not going to rob you. I actually have a lot of money. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to steal none. I don't have bombs. I'm not a terrorist. 
And they're like, but we don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. So then they stop you. They ask for your passport. They check you. They frisk you. They go through your bag. There's no privacy laws in these countries yeah. either. They go through whatever the fuck they want, dude. Damn. They can fucking arrest you if they want. There's no fucking laws, man. They'll do whatever the fuck they can. This is Africa too, right? One of my homies, they took his passport. And we had to buy it back. He had to buy it back, back, bro. Yeah, Damn. Buy it back. They took my passport too. It's kind of weird and shady. They do weird shit. Like, to get back into the airport, you got to pay them. Like, they're not going to let you yeah. through. Dude with a big-ass gun. Military yeah, dude. So like, you just got to pay them. They speak Swahili, so I couldn't understand. The dude's like, man, we got to pay him. I was scared, bro, because this is a war. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck, man. What's going on? Like, when you go, you know, imagine going, imagine going into Arden Mall. There's a checkpoint, and they scan underneath your car for bombs. Oh, fuck. I was like, dude. Yeah. So it, it's just wild. And then I went to that place. And I had that life-changing moment of just, like, seeing human, like, tragedy at its worst. Yeah. And so I, I came back to America. And I don't want to make this a downer podcast, but I came back to America and I was like, you know, there's something out here for me and I don't live there. And I live in the land of opportunity. I could do something with my life. Yeah. And then I just said, but it didn't hit me to do art full-time yet. But I knew, like, when your 2016 hit, that was my 2014. Wow. Okay. I was like, I'm going to make something of myself. And my why was to go back and help. Yeah. So I went back last year to a different part of Africa. And I, I, I taught like English, math, science. Same story, man. These kids, like, I don't know what's on their skin, but they have a disease. And then like, um, there's no like real health uh, program out there. One of the kids I was uh, teaching with, he wore the same clothes for four days straight. Monday through Thursday, dog. And I was just like, damn, he smells like piss. It's bad. He like... And it's weird, they all have these scars on their body. And I'm just like, damn, I don't even know what's going on. And it was just sad, but it made me feel like um, thankful. Thankful, bro. Like what I got, mm -hmm. I mean, I was born here. Yeah. Imagine like being born in a place where, I mean, my time was a little different. 80s and 90s racism was even more crazier. Yeah. Cops could get away with everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now there's a camera. It does help, but it really doesn't. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, bro. So um, life kind of just it's just changing and that was my like most downtime because i i was actually depressed and sad when i came back i had i would say my doctor said i had slight ptsd too man because i was oh, dreaming yeah. at night about that place and then the war that was going bro, on that's not something like the and average like, human being goes through, bro, yeah. and i made i was filming a documentary and so oh, two wow. dudes tried to rob me when i was there and i was scared man i was really scared dog but but i knew how to fight but it was a different country Dudes had like bolo knives, like those big bro. like harvesting knives. I was just scared, man, because they speak a different language. Just I was like, like, "Give me that." This isn't the hood of America. This is like yeah. hood, third world country hood. Yeah. Like they will bury your body after hood. you're dead, right? So that hood. was like my uh, my changing moment. And so like I kind of like became a better like I, I envisioned water differently. Wow. Like, cause there was no water. Yeah, so I actually just... had to walk like uh, so there. It was like two miles, three miles. Yeah, for like water. So like when I was in Zambia last year, probably like 1.5 miles. Here's the weird thing. You got to bring it back home. We're used to oh. bringing stuff in our car. Like, you know, the grocery oh, bags? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, walking back. So I was like, F dude, it's weird. You don't really know how grocery bags hurt your hands until you've walked one mile yeah, in it, right? Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, man, you can't buy ice cream because you can't. The heat this is yeah. Africa, too. And so there's just things that you realize, like, in life that, like, you see different. Like, when I see water, I don't waste a drop when I'm at a, a restaurant. Yeah. The way I see food now, because these kids, like, the food, I don't know what the fuck they're eating, but it's not good. Like, there's a lot of food they eat off the ground, too. So, like, when I eat, 
Like I'm thankful for yeah, every single like thing. But I was also raised with like third world country aunts and uncles. Like you couldn't raise, waste one grain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when there's rice, so there's they were like so eat it all. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, there's like that. They're like, yeah, but we worked for it. Yeah. Like you forgot, like did we came here? And I was like, we didn't. I didn't experience that. So I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that was like a, like a big life. Wow. Moment for no, me. No, I like, can imagine. Be, I can imagine, yeah. bro. That's like. That's crazy, bro. Like, I, can, I can definitely imagine how that would change your life, bro. And so that was like kind of like yours, like yeah. the whole like uh, emotional breakup and yeah. then like coming Man, back home. Your experience was <laughs> a lot more intense, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I, but I think it's different, right? Because yeah. like I know, okay, so that there's that, and then there was the emotional breakdown of my ex. Mm. That would hurt. Yeah. That would hurt. Oh, bro, I know. Like it hurts, hurt. That, yeah. Not like a. It was the there's a there's the um, where you feel down, you feel bad for other people, kind of like. Gotta save the world. Yeah. Gotta do something. And then there's the like hurt, like yeah. when you're down. And then on top of that, you're kind of confused with life. And now I I I've never attempted to commit suicide, but I can understand why people would would think about it. Yeah, yeah like especially with a breakup, right? And now breakup that you include drugs, alcohol, the whole time. It's it's a it's a, actually a setup for a disaster. Yeah, bro, it's a perfect. You'll meet your device soon, mm-hmm. right? And so and I don't um I don't actually have this bad or feeling about. Drugs and alcohol. I think I know functional coke addicts. Mm-hmm. I know functional people who are alcoholics. Yeah. Some of them are the funnest people to hang out with. It's just um, I think you got to learn to balance it, right? Yeah, bro. You got to know yeah. yourself ultimately, you know, and how much you can take and how far you can take yeah, it. And yeah. if, if you're going to be responsible, that's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm sure you got closer to your mom too, right? Yeah, like bro. Back home. I've always been really, really close to my mom, and that's yeah. also one thing that was weighing on my mom my mind while I was away from home. Like I was just like, man, I don't even see my mom anymore. Like I'm over here. Basically, I gave up my life for this female, and I'm not even make sure I'm not making sure I'm right. You know what I mean? My yeah. mom's right, and that was just always in the back of my head, and uh, it taught me so much that relationship uh, because I just understood what self love even meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, love I didn't love myself bro. first. I didn't love first, myself. right? Yeah. yeah. We don't. That's yeah. the thing, though, bro. Like that's. But we're not, not taught like that, bro. Kinda, and I don't think and even in third world countries, man, they're like bro, you just gotta survive. Yeah, surviving bro, is the game. That is literally. <laughs> You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. that's what we now have the pleasure of and of uh, and yeah. like of doing. Like we don't have to worry about when our next meal is gonna come. We can go to McDonald's down the street and buy food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have this convenience at our disposal. But but the thing is, we overlook the things to be grateful for. Like how you said, you yeah. know, food and water, bro. Like simple as that. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, even uh, so, I know someone really close to my life. Uh, grew up in a third world country. I said, hey man, like because I quit my job. I was like, yo, my, I got this. I'm gonna go hard. So like, what was your dream growing up? He was like, I didn't have. Wow. Like, did you want to be anything? He goes, I didn't think about that because we were so poor that, like, I just thought about food and work. And I said, damn. And I was just like, everyone has a dream. Every kid. And then he was just like. That's crazy, man. He's like, when I grew up, I grew up in a different time. He's like, there was no such thing as dream. But I'm sure everyone's different, right? But he just told me, he was like, I didn't have a dream. My dream was just to make it through life. It's kind of sad, but kind of, like, mediocre, depending if he's happy. If yeah. he's happy, that's actually a really good life. Yeah. Like to me, people kind of gauge life like success differently, right? Yeah. Money, cars, fame, hoes, whatever you want, <laughs> right? To me, it's like self love. Yeah. Like uh, also being happy at bro, the end of the peace day. Peace of mind, yeah. Have, being happy at the end of the day, and so like, like those, those even like, things, bro. Uh, like if you push out like music, art, anything creative, if you if everyone likes it but you're not happy with it. Oh yeah. Do you ever get that? Like, with, I have, like some yeah, of the stuff definitely you push out? No, my old, more of my older stuff. Like okay. I look, I listen like back. Like 2014, 16. Yeah, bro, like okay. old stuff, man. And uh, 
even now, I guess sometimes but they were I'm heaters, still, though, right? Yeah, I mean, at that moment, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. mo- you know, moment in time, yeah. But yeah, I for sure have songs, uh, even yeah. like more like maybe 2016, like songs that I look back and listen. I'm like, ah, you know, I could have done this yeah. better. But at that time, when I had dropped it, people were like, hell, juice, and I was yeah, even yeah, in yeah. that moment, like, oh yeah, I like this. But then. I'm, I'm so picky, bro. I'm like, every yeah. artist, I think, is their you biggest critic. You should be, too, right? Yeah. Especially if you're going to hone in on a craft yeah. that you're trying to master. Yeah. But it just depends. Like, some people, they just kind of do it, like, like as a hobby. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, too. Yeah. I think, but if you're trying to, like, master something, and if you're, like, super focused, you got to be, like, in it to win it, yeah. right? But it also that work-life balance, right? Mm-hmm. That thing is um, it's super hard, man. So, like... Now when I see people like like you and I was like I was like man I wonder how his creative process is you know because mm. I was like there's no way he's only been doing this for like a couple months <laughs> like this yeah. shit takes years yeah, bro. so I was like how long has he been doing this I was like you know I'm gonna ask yeah. so what is like your creative process yeah I'm glad you asked bro it's changed over the years at first sure it was you know like sit down writing on a notepad you know what I mean the, uh, green, the yellow play one the, play the green. yeah <laughs> I did have one I, as a matter of fact yellow. I remember I, I used that's how it was, bro. I had the notepad. Uh, like when I would go to the laundry man, wash my clothes, whatever, I'd be in there, right? And that was like my favorite time to do stuff. Um, as I got older, um, more so recent, like around 2016, um, I still I, I you know started using my phone more. It was just more convenient, just writing on my phone. And then this year, um, I completely changed my creative process because I no longer just sit down and say like I'm gonna write to this beat right now. Like I have to feel it. And so there's times where I'm not feeling it, so I can't. I don't want to force the lyrics because I notice when I try and force it doesn't come out organic doesn't sound like later i end up like not liking it so um what's helped uh recently bro this year is uh writing to beats in my head bro like i actually write the words in my head and so i don't allow myself to move forward until i've memorized a line before so that way literally i have the whole song memorized by the time i'm ready to record or if i need to perform it like that's even more helpful to you i mean so you're like more of a, a mental written yeah but language but to, but think about it in this perspective. I don't write the whole thing right then and there. Sometimes I'll just write two lines, four lines, three or like eight lines, eight bars. You know I mean? Maybe the full hook or the whole verse, I'll write it down in that sitting. Uh, or like, you know, mainly nowadays that I'm in the warehouse, that's what I do. I just play the beat over and over. I'm just in my head just writing. Yeah, I'm just on my forklift just like writing. Like you're just thinking like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? So that's how I've been. That's my creative process uh, lately, as of late. Because I don't just sit down in the studio and like write. I can do that. Um, but I feel more comfortable and more happy at my own pace, writing at my own time when I actually feel the like the energy and the momentum. Sometimes when I'm on my way to work, it's like the best time too. Yeah. Fresh in the morning, like on my way to work, I tell the traffic or oh, just yeah. I'm on the freeway and I'm just playing the beat in my car and I'm just going at it. Do you ever record it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely record it, okay. especially if I'm doing melodies. Yeah, like on Snapchat, I'll just record a quick snap, nice, save it, like nice. just so I can reference later, like, oh, how did I do that again? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so that's, yeah, I definitely record it, bro. Yeah, but if that's, you're going at that pace too, like you could easily forget it too. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Big time. Uh, I've done good. that before, bro. I've written like a whole, I've yeah, written yeah. like a whole eight bar like verse maybe or, yeah, so, or yeah, like yeah. A, a hook or something. And I remember like, I just forgot to write it down. That's what I usually do. Like every time, even if I memorize it, I still write it down. Yeah. That way, in case I do forget it, like I'll, I'll just go back and listen. But I remember that time I just hella forgot to write it down. And so I was like, oh fuck, what did I say? And I just forgot the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. just happens, bro. But that's that's recently been like my creative process as of oh, late, bro. Yeah. I don't want to keep you, so I. But I do have like a couple more questions oh, yeah. Um, yeah. about like how long does it take to like make an album? Word. Oh, that's a great like, question, from, bro. Like, we're talking like if I said, hey, yeah, um, or like you have a project, like yeah, 2019. Yeah. Say you're done with the one yeah. that's coming out December. Like you want to make a new one for yeah. 2019. So how me, long will it take yeah, from me, beginning oh, yeah. to end? And let this is like a, at your pace. I don't yeah. know what your pace is at. Yeah, I'll tell you my my pace in, in perspective. Um, every artist is definitely going to be different, yeah. and it also depends like the album yeah. itself or the the 
how 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 professional you want the quality to sound, like how in depth you want your production to be, your concept, you know what I mean, of the the, of the album, like the writing out. itself. Yeah, there's yeah. so much like elements that go yeah. into play to create a well-rounded project. Um, for me, this year, since we were gonna do the four projects, like we already knew, like, okay, we're gonna fucking have to hustle this year. The, the good thing is the beginning of the year, we already had like maybe half of the project, the first project done, because we had a little bit of time prior in 2017, towards the end of 2017, I was already working on certain songs. So we had a little bit of a head start, which helped a lot. But the first project in February, my birthday, February 21st, uh, we dropped the 10 song project. In June, we dropped the second project called Better Year. That was just an EP, five songs. Just to put it in perspective, those five songs, they were made within a span of like two months, maybe three months. Uh, and then the third project, The Lucid Dreamer, um, that one is a, a longer project. That one was my more most in-depth project. And that's, that was my recent project that I just dropped back in on September 25th. And that one was a, a very conceptual project too. So I had a whole theme behind it, what I wanted to go for, what I wanted it to sound like. It was a more very uh, spiritual kind of um, therapy session type of like okay. project. If you listen to it from beginning to end, and that one, I created it. The as soon as I finished Better Year in June, I went right into creating the next one. And so from July to like the end of August, so like a good two months, I created that whole project. And so just to think in retrospect, like damn, we did that like very fast. And it, yeah. just to imagine if we would have. If, imagine if you take a whole year to create something like yeah. that like the magnitude of the production yeah. where it can be at if you get the right ears in the studio like the right executive producer so on a scale of like a Kendrick Lamar J. Cole Drake those guys have people in there like they're working on shit too, like yeah. for months yeah. you know what I mean but the actual creative process to come up with a melody a theme like it's actually fairly quick yeah. if you're like if you're especially if you're comfortable in your in your, in your zone you know what I mean yeah. and in your setting in your around element, people in your in element bro like you can create like this like when I see interviews artists are like oh I got this in my songs in the bowl and I'm like damn do you really like that's cool i can i bet you probably do you know what i mean like certain artists that i look up to i'm like damn like i want to hear that <laughs> i mean like artists you have hella shit just tucked away but yeah bro like the creative aspect like writing wise or coming up with the, the theme and what like that like that can come fairly quick but it depends on how how uh, much time energy money you want to invest into the production into the actual sound the, the project itself yeah. you know what i mean that that depends on the the, the length of like how long it'll take you to make it Okay, but, and then if there's a song that you like, mm-hmm. but it's not quite there, what you like, like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. When do you say, you know what? I think it's time to put it on the back burner, come back to it later. Or mm-hmm. are you the types of like, I'm gonna fucking tackle this and I'm gonna <laughs> figure it out. Um, I'm kind of the guy who just figures it out. Yeah. Like, I just won't sleep. Mm. I don't know if that's good or bad. It yeah. works for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've also done the. Put it, I put a canvas in a closet mm-hmm. and I'll come back to it like in about a month or two. Mm-hmm. Works out both ways. Wow. I'm just a little bit more um, obsessive. Yeah. Like, I see uh, like sometimes I can just sleep like three, four hours for a whole week. Wow. Like, I mean, three, four hours yeah. a night, rather. Okay, okay. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, four hours a night yeah. and just go at it for a whole week yeah. on the weekend knockout. Oh, so okay, I was okay. wondering, like, is, do you do that? Yeah, so for me, bro, the creative process, uh, like, uh, for, like, old songs, like, yeah. especially, like, drafts. So with music, I think it's a little different because, well, at least for me, um, sound gets stale, for example. So if I lay down a hook uh, or, like, okay. a verse that I really liked at one point in time and then try and come back to it later, I'm going to be like, no, I could do that better. I could re-record that better. Uh, so, okay. like, with the canvas, for example, you draw something, like, a light sketch or something, and then you come back to it and add on top of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't, like, I don't know if you're able to erase and then, like, yeah, yeah. and then start over, you know what I mean? But for a song, so you, you do have the leeway to start over, in a sense. You can keep the lyrics or you can change them and keep the same beat. Um, but for me, bro, it just depends. I have done both sides. I have been very, mm-hmm. like, 
no, I need to do this now. I need to yeah, get this yeah, done yeah. now. I have been there, but I've also been in the point where I'm like, nah, man, like this, I just need to come back to it later. Or sometimes I just, I need to give up. I don't need to, I just, I'm not going to do this song. I'll just change the lyrics. Or I'll put them on another Something beat else. or I'm just going to keep moving forward. Cause that was a point in time where I was just, you, you also, you more so like waste time trying to get that one thing right where you can be creating a whole new song or a whole new like other thing you know what I mean like so you have to just like what feels right that's what I've been understood with creating you have to feel like you have to yeah. allow yourself to feel how you feel and gauge yourself from there like where are you gonna go yeah, I, th I think I go through the same thing too sometimes if I force it mm -hmm. I know it's not gonna be that great yeah like sometimes you just gotta be patient yeah patience is like Bro. Like when they say so uh, essential with, all, with yeah. creating, with creating <laughs> and it's stuff. like in life in general, yeah. being patient is really fucking hard. Oh, man, bro. Especially it's instant gratification we live in, in today's day and age. So yeah, yeah man. Is it? I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh uh, like, man. Uh, anything else you? I mean, promote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The project, bro. So oh, uh, I guess I didn't really talk about this project because we've only had so when the Lucid Dreamer dropped twenty uh, September twenty fifth. Uh, from right then and there I had to start working on the sun and the moon so yep. again I only have like two months to really create this project and this project is going to be about eight songs uh, we're about man we're behind to be honest but I'm going to I got to keep it in overdrive these next three weeks are going to be just writing 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 yeah. recording recording um, not a lot of social activity bro that's what I've been because I'm a very um, focused I, very focused but also very like a, I, I have a lot of people in my life and I don't like it's it's sometimes I feel like damn I feel bad like they might think I'm not I don't want to kick it with them or like I'm grateful to everybody that shows me love but sometimes I feel like I could be doing a better job to manage my time Dude, I'm right to up see there with you. to see everybody including like my family too like you know you gotta remember like we're also humans artists are just human beings and so um, that that was my biggest and I'm still trying to like um, figure it out yeah figure it sometimes out sometimes you just have to grapple with it and then like I realize like yeah, when you listen to entrepreneurship they're like you gotta figure out like when that time is good too like they say you know if i focus in and hone in on my craft now and grind now our future later on yeah. will be eternal like yeah. we could spend our days happier like better lives better yeah. finances better health everything he goes sometimes at the moment when you're working on something you just really got to zone out but for me um i try to do both kind of like you mm -hmm. but i pick and choose right yeah but then how do you pick and choose like Man. not live not literally yeah. but like you yeah. know, how do we pick and choose like that's a, it's a tough one sometimes it's a risk bro you have to like yeah. feel it and you might be in, like not sure about that feeling you know but you yeah, kind of yeah. just kind of go out on a limb and just go so for these it. next three weeks you're pretty much gonna be grinding oh yeah these next three weeks bro i gotta be grinding um we mm -hmm. on the so um the sun and the moon i have about like maybe half of it's done yeah. ar around half of it but i still gotta work on writing the rest of it and just being here bro i also have my regular job you know regular 40 hours a week you invest there and then so I'm just this I know right now, bro. Yeah, 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 right man. now it's just grind time, bro. Because I really just want to follow through with this goal, man. We said four yeah. projects. We're gonna do four projects. Smash it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. And the next year, my main goal, man. Next year is just um, uh, my reach and my image. Really focus on my image. Really focus on uh, reaching out to more people, um, broadening my circle, connecting more. Yeah, doing more shows, doing more features. Just uh, being, just being out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and also and also like learning how to. Um, be comfortable in my own yeah. skin around like those kind of settings around hella people because sometimes I get anxiety I'm like damn I'm like around hella people you don't know you're just like you know what I mean you, yeah, I'm more tough. of a, yeah it's you know tough. what I mean it's so tough. learning especially if the connection is not really there yeah if you're so opposite yeah but then that's what that's like a challenge too yeah like connecting with someone that you're not even like connecting with yeah and then that's like but it's 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 a it's a skill 
yeah. to learn, right? Oh, and yeah, I think yeah, you're, con- especially you, because you're you're in the industry where you're at. It's all connections, yeah. right? All so I think um, learning to adapt, gain rapport with other yeah. people, yeah. My first like a uh, real uh, good experience that I had, bro, with um, I guess just being in front of hella different people. It was like a, it was in downtown. It was a, uh, it was at the Kowo campus, and okay. they did like a, uh, like a, I don't know what it was, like a. They just put together like a, a open mic. They had like different people like uh, with their brands come out and set up. My boy uh, George and Marcos, they run a brand called Easy, and so oh, they were cool, out there, bro. I was out there with them, and it was just a lot of people. It was like, like clothing brand. Yeah, they do a clothing uh, brand. Yeah, I just started one too, man. Did you? Yeah, man. I started, Dude, that's tight. I was actually gonna tell you that's clean. Yeah, bro. and that's... then I started a Sacramento one. It's called Sacramento Greatness. Oh wow, like bro. the podcast called Sacramento Greatness. Is that okay? Yeah, dope. I just started. Dude, um, my, I, I started two. Yeah, I have some Filipino homies, bro. That would probably rock yeah, that, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just started mine too, so it's like. It's dope though, just yeah. like as something I, for fun. Yeah, yeah, bro. But in in retrospect though, looking at that um in, in, of, at that experience when I went to that uh, uh, event, it was just very uh, eye opening. Very yeah. um, I liked it a lot because I I, I had a really good time and I, I like I was comfortable. I was like, okay, like I learned how to like be comfortable in my skin around other people and around a lot of people at yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a good like okay, like this is a good learning experience. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah, bro. Um, these next few weeks, man, the, that's, that's the goal. Um, the, the show next uh, next week, bro, on Thursday the 15th at Momo Lounge. Uh, I'll send you the link, bro, if you're okay, free. Yeah, slide by. Tickets yeah, are only yeah. 7 bucks. Uh, pre-sale, okay. 10 bucks at the door. Uh, I got a cool little lineup, man. Uh, I'm doing a song with my boy Alpha Bliss, bro, and okay. so that's going to be dope. Doing about probably like four or five songs. Okay. Um, and then from there, yeah, dude, just finishing the project, finishing the year strong, trying to get back on my hustle, man. Work out, eat better, man. Sleep more. Sleep is so freaking essential, bro. Self-love. Like, Bro, yeah. self-love, man. Like, discipline, bro. Yeah. Like, just these core values, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I really yeah. want to push. That's what I want my, my brand to stand behind. Like, Louis, you know what I mean? What, who I am, I want it to stand for just integrity, respect, love, balance, discipline. Like, just these, like, very essential, I feel, morals and values, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and just lead by example, bro. I want to, if I'm going to preach or if I'm going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, speak on this, you know, like, just through my music, the things that I speak on and try and be inspirational, motivational, or just, like, a model, you know what I mean? A yeah. role model. I have to start Definitely. with myself. So that's where I'm at right now in life, bro. Just really trying to get back. I'm not in a bad place, but I feel like I can still push myself a little yeah. in a better direction. You know what I mean? So I can fully get there. But yeah, man. it'll come with time, bro. Sweet man. Do you um, your uh, social media accounts? Yeah. How people can follow you. Find Louis nine one six L U I X nine one six Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all of that. Sweet man, I'll yeah. put that up there, man. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Thank you, brother, man. Yeah, I appreciate no, it was you, man. good. It was good, was good man. man. It was good. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. Hell yeah.